Listening to The Holistic Voice with your hosts, Austin Vitaliano and Jordan Reynolds. Welcome back, everyone, to The Holistic Voice. Happy New Year. Jordan and I are very excited to be back with you all, speaking about some exciting topics for the new year. A reminder to rate and review The Holistic Voice and check us out on iTunes, Google, and Spotify as well. So, Happy New Year, Jordan. Uh, welcome back. Well, thanks, Austin. How were the holidays for you? Okay. That was great. Yeah. Had a great time in California. Got to do that concert, the alumni concert I talked about on the last episode. And so it was great to go back to high school, see all my old friends and be able to make music with them again. That's great. I was just getting fat with my family. They keep feeding me food uh, at, at all the different parties. Um, that's really cool that you really, that you got to share music again with your high school colleagues, and I'm sure that your teachers loved seeing you back there again. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I'm really excited to jump into the the new episode, but before we did that, I really wanted to take a second to review uh, all the successes that we've had in 2018. I always think that's a good motivator for us. So for you, what are three um, three successes that you were really happy with this year uh, in terms of your music career? Music career successes. I think graduating from New England Conservatory, getting my master's in vocal pedagogy is definitely one of those. I did a lot of performance in musical theater last year, and a few of those performances included being Seymour, Little Shop of Horrors, Anthony, and in Sweeney Todd, and Joe Boyd in Damn Yankees. Oh. So those are all roles that I really enjoyed and learned a lot. So what, that was two? That was yeah. two, you got one more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm waiting. Um, all right, So, and then the third one, hmm. We, I don't know if this counts, we do have a little podcast called The Holistic Voice, if you ever want to talk about that. Uh, yeah, I'll count that one. <laughs> it was great to to put this together with you and... Um, you know, it's something we talked about from the beginning of the year and to finally get it on, get it on its feet and have this resource available for all these aspiring vocalists is, is thrilling. Really happy to do that. For me, I was really happy to finally perform Papageno professionally in the Magic Flute through the opportunities of the New England Conservatory of Music. So I will never forget that first professional performance that I had down there in Boston. I would also have to say moving to Washington, D.C. was a total change, but I'm really excited to audition for the Washington National Opera's chorus at the Kennedy Center coming up. Um, So that is an exciting opportunity that I've gained here. And then the third thing, how could I not include it, is, is the holistic voice as a a really cool business and music opportunity that we've created together. So really excited about those three things, excited to see what the new year has to hold. And that's kind of going right into our conversation that you have for us, right, Jordan? What is the episode about? Yeah, so today we're talking about setting goals, which I thought was a good topic for the new year, specifically what you're going to do for your music career. Mm. And so to talk about that, we're going to go over a few things. 
figuring out a goal to set, and then how to follow through with that goal. So to start, I think it's important to look at the big picture. So before we can look at goals for this year, we, we need to know where we're going. We need to know the trajectory of our music career, like the entire career. And so I've been reading Ari Herstan's book, How to Make It in the New Music Business, which is a great book, especially if you're like an indie solo artist or you've got a band um, and you're looking to perform in different venues. But he also talks a lot about the music scene in New York and L.A., stuff that's good for jazz as well. But one of the things he mentions in it that I thought was applicable across all genres was to set goals like your career was a marathon. So looking at it like a 26-year sprint, what goals are you going to set for 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the line? Where do you want to be? And so I think it's important to make that list first before attacking your your first year, so 2019, because then it, it just focuses it down a bit. Yeah, and I really like the fact that you're saying having this as a list, I'm interpreting that as writing this list physically down because I know for me, I always struggle with if I don't have something written down and I trust that it's going to be in my head, it'll stay there or I'll forget about it. And then six months down the road, I will have said, I oh, I really wanted to do this opportunity, but I missed it because I didn't write something like that down or I was overwhelmed in February. So I'm glad that you say writing this down is important. Yeah, physically writing. Like typing is nice too, but I think you need to have a printed copy or a written copy and just have it up on your bathroom mirror. You know, put it up where you're going to see it a lot. And I think that's where you'll get the most success. And I think the other thing to think about for this 26-year sprint, writing that stuff down, is to to be flexible with it. You know, like life's going to happen and you should be revisiting this 26-year thing and updating it as your as your life changes and as your interests change. Yeah, and even just having a brain dump of of what you have in terms of a vision, where you want to go for yourself. I know it it might feel weird or uncomfortable sitting down by yourself and and writing out goals for your for your personal development, but I think I think there's a huge importance in that. So I'm curious for you then, I could say that I want to be better at this or be confident in something in terms of a goal, but how specific should I be in a certain goal that I'm setting for yourself? How, how do you do it yourself? Yeah. So I think for this, um, for the 26 year thing, doing goals, I call be goals, you know, like be confident, be a better singer, be a full-time professional musician. That stuff is great for long distance you know, thinking about that stuff, you can get really specific. And I think that's important too. But when you're in the year of goals, 2019, these should all be very specific and going towards those more vague concept ideas that you might sprinkle throughout that large plan. So with that, I think B goals are a good place to start. So if you want to be a better singer, well, how do you do that? How are you going to be a better singer? What would make you a better singer? Okay. Once you're able to answer those questions, then you've got a list of goals you can work with. Austin, you mentioned SMART goals before we started this. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we, we spoke about it a little bit earlier. The way that I like to filter down my these B goals, which are motivating. They motivate me to want to improve and be specific with that. But then, like you said, they are still a little bit vague. You can't accomplish something that you um, have not set achievable points to work towards. And so that's why I've really thought about SMART goals, 
which is an acronym that talks about specific goal settings for success, setting yourself up for success. So the word itself stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely, making up that smart word. So specifically what I mean uh, in that first word, what do you want to achieve? So you have your B goal um, and you want to make it specific in transforming it into a specific goal. What do you want to achieve? Determine the what, when, the where, why, and how, and possibly with whom you're going to achieve that goal with. Two, make sure it's measurable. Identify exactly what it is you will see when you reach your goal. Okay, at the end of two weeks, I want to see this percentage of progress. When I'm learning a new song, I want to have learned two pages by the end of that week. And then attainable is the third one. Is the goal really attainable by you? How much time a week or how much money do I have to put into my voice lesson in order to get out what I am looking for in terms of that goal? How many hours a week am I going to be practicing? Uh, and Jordan, for you, I mean, when you're writing a song, I'm sure that you plan out how many hours a week that you have because you have so many other jobs or tasks or something like that that you have, right? Yeah, time is the biggest resource, right? Allotting that time towards specific goals is really all we can do to attain those goals. Right. Specifically how you're going to use that time, that's the only way you'll achieve those goals. And like you said, for songwriting in particular, you just have to allot the time because sometimes writing a song, you know, you hear all the time, artists are like, oh yeah, I was working on this riff and then I wrote, what's the Jason Mraz song? I'm yours. I wrote, I'm yours in like five minutes <laughs> in the studio. And it's like, oh great, that's awesome. But you know, these are people that work at songwriting all the time. When a song comes up that's 15 minutes, that's great. But that only comes because they've been spending their life like working on their craft, you know? So yeah, it's, it's just important to set apart the time. Yeah, exactly. Making time instead of saying, oh, I, I don't have time for it. I'm too busy. You have to make time. And that motivation comes from the, the next letter, which is R for relevancy. Why do you want to reach this goal? Make sure that the goal is relevant to your job or your personal goals or your career. Make sure that the goal is specific to what you want to be doing. Maybe that B goal vision can motivate that relevant point. And then the last one is timely. Um, just like you were saying to be flexible with your goals, making sure you have a realistic but flexible deadline to set for yourself and the needs of your career goals and all the other jobs that you have to do in, in the day is going to set yourself up for success. So S-M-A-R-T, remember those five tips to ensure that your goals are not only attainable, but they're also actionable and achievable. And we have Spokane's Water Company to thank for that. Yeah, that right? yeah. It was an article <laughs> written in the 1980s about the type of um, processes that they want to be doing for their standard operating procedure. They just came up with the, with the acronym, and it's been used by business structures and different departments uh, nationally and globally now. So thank you. It's funny because I think that's something that like would come up in a New York skyscraper, you know, these all these business folks on Wall Street working out. But no, it's just yeah. this water company in Spokane, which is awesome. I know, I know. And, and you know what? It is adopted by all of these like Fortune 500 companies, I'm sure. They have all these like boards and graphs and just use that in your own life. It's not like it's, it's not, it doesn't only work in a company, you know, use it for yourself. How are you going to go to the gym? How are you going to practice your music? You know, 
be an advocate for yourself too. This is your job. This is your life. Yes. And on that point, you know, we're talking about music career goals specifically on this podcast, but this podcast is all about figuring out all the other aspects of your life. You know, that's why it's called the holistic voice, because we believe that your instrument, your voice is inseparable from you. So if your mental and physical health are in great shape, um, if your technique's good, your business skills are fantastic, like those, all those things are going into making you the best musician you can be. The thing that I've always struggled with that I want to be frank about is having an accountability. That was one of the things that I have always kind of faltered at when I'm making my goals. Like I can write them down all that I want. I can do my smart goals and have them very specific. But in the end of the day, um, how do I keep myself accountable? Could be a question that uh, that I've always wondered that maybe the audience is wondering. Jordan, do you have? How do you handle accountability with your goal setting? Yeah, that's. I think this is really the most important part of the goal because a goal is nothing more than like just a nice sentiment. If there's if it's not going to be completed, right? Sure. Um, so the follow up is really what seals the deal. To do that, I think there's a few things you can do. Set specific plans to follow up with yourself. So say it's um, you want to practice 30 minutes a day on this specific technique. Do it. And then at the end of the week, set a time like a lunch date with yourself. Okay, I'm going to go to this place at this time and I'm going to go over how this week went. Just go through a little inventory of what your practice was like, what you can do to improve um, and set that date for yourself. And then the next point for that is you need a gym buddy. Get a third party, especially if they have similar goals to you. It's great to choose them as your third party. So like if you're at school for music and you're a baritone, it might be nice to, to find a soprano or an alto, someone preferably not in your voice fock, to, to keep each other accountable. That way it's not as competitive as it is just mutually beneficial. And then plan how you're going to check in. Is it going to be a text? Is it going to be a phone call? And I think that's really the best way to get these goals followed through. Yeah, I always loved when I was prepping for my auditions and, you know, I couldn't get into my voice teacher or a voice coach. I would just pull in my friends either that were my roommates or people at grad school um, that were in the halls practicing themselves. Um, I said, you're not getting any work done. Come and listen to me. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, we would just prep different um, pieces and get their feedback. And it would make me nervous. It It would replicate the audition process. And it would make me work more because I've realized myself that I'm sometimes a people pleaser. So if I am accountable to somebody else, then it motivates me that much more to wanting to be the best that I can be at that goal that I've set for myself. So just knowing yourself and being accountable are really good pieces of advice for successful goals. Right. So I actually remember you doing that when you had your recital you you pulled me into your your dress recital <laughs> that's right that's right you were the you were the uh, unlucky one that i grabbed in <laughs> whatever it was awesome yeah i appreciate it yeah and it worked i i really appreciated the feedback and it made me it, it put me in a really good place for for the recital yeah that's awesome cool so let's let's talk a little bit about goals we've made yeah for me specifically i had uh I mentioned at the top of the episode that I got a call from WNO, and which is the Washington National Opera, and they are having chorus auditions on January 15th. And so when I heard about that about a month ago now, I had to set very specific goals for myself in order to achieve the end result, which is 
me standing in front of judges with two contrasting arias. Um, and so I, I planned it out. I had um, a very specific smart goal setting. So what I wanted to achieve was very clear. The who, what, when, where, and why was WNO uh, chorus audition January 15th and you know what I'm doing to prep that. And each week I would dedicate two to three hours going through my music, going through my interpretation, figuring out specifically, okay, this section working with this, is the goal attainable? How, you know, what kind of costs am I doing for my voice lessons? And how is it relevant to my goal? My goal is to further my musical career. And I feel like the Kennedy Center is a great way to promote that for myself. And then timely, ensuring that realistic, flexible do- uh, deadline. I have another job and um, working, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, and then the weekend uh, after my nine to five job is attainable for me. Uh, and I was very specific, and I feel fairly prepped for next week uh, when this audition is set to take place. So that's for me. Jordan, do you have a specific example? Yeah, so we mentioned songwriting a little bit earlier. I've always loved songwriting, and I've decided that this year I really wanted to make it a, a huge part of what I do. This year, my goal is to get a song cut by an artist, and that Whoa. is a pretty big goal. I love it. I want to leave it that generic, though, just an artist, because, you know, if I say I want Ed Sheeran to cut my song, that's like, yeah, that's a little lofty. So if I wanted to take a back road, I could record it myself and say I cut it by an artist. So point of point of clarification, when you're saying having an artist cutting your song, what does that mean? That means I've written a song that an artist connects to and tries to record and puts on their EP or album. Oh, OK, cool. OK, great. Thank you. And I'm leaving that open so if like there's a local act that I end up going to that is interested in my song and wants to do it, I'll count that. This year I'm just writing a ton. I've made a plan to, to write a song each week and setting up collaborations, reading books on songwriting, dedicating hours and hours to it. So that's that's what I'm doing. That's my goal. Yeah, and that's very relevant to the career goal of songwriting and you got those flexible but but really attainable deadlines that you're setting for yourself. So you're setting yourself up for success. I hope so. <laughs> well, that's great. And so I guess the last question would be um, maybe an example of what we are hoping as a collective goal for the Holistic Voice podcast. So this podcast, you know, we wanted to make it as the, the best resource we can for you guys. So we would love your feedback. If you could email us at theholisticvoice at gmail.com or comment on Instagram. We're on there, the Holistic Voice podcast. There are unfortunately a few other holistic voices out there on Instagram. So that's at the Holistic Voice Podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Facebook's just the Holistic Voice. And I believe Twitter is holistic underscore voice. Yes. Reach out. We really want to hear from you. We want to hear what your goals are. So message in Instagram. We're going to post about this episode. So you can post with your goals you're setting for yourself for 2019. We really want to hear from you. Absolutely. Send us your goals and we would love to share and discuss them on the next episode and future episodes too. Jordan, this is a great episode. Thank you so much. And we will see all of our listeners in a few weeks. All right. See you guys.